My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production in association with City News. Last week, a group of NHL players of color rolled out a gripping new campaign, perhaps without even realizing just how timely it was. Racism, ignorance, hate, it has no place in our game. At the same time as the Hockey Diversity Alliance was putting the racist messages that some players receive on full display, a real-time example of just that began to make headlines out of Prince Edward Island. On and off the ice, Keegan Mitchell says he always stands up for his friends. He has it tattooed on his torso. Stand by those who stand by you. And he says that's what he was trying to do when he defended his teammates. That player doesn't want to be named, but says he was the subject of an anti-Asian remark during a game. That's like, there's no place for this in the game. Um, You shouldn't be saying that. Uh, Just basically what everyone should know, I said. Uh, And then I slashed him. Anyone who has played hockey or any contact sport knows that sometimes you have to stand up for a teammate. Sometimes you get punished for it. Sometimes you deserve it, sometimes not. But when Hockey PEI served out equal suspensions for both a racial slur and a slash from an opposing player in response, that sent a message that Keegan Mitchell felt was wrong. And so he sent the governing body of his league a message back. And then the whole thing exploded. And it became a perfect example of how hockey culture can be a living, breathing, and changing thing. And that's hopeful. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Keegan Mitchell plays hockey for the Sherwood Metros, a junior team on Prince Edward Island. Hi, Keegan. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks for taking the time for us. No problem. Why don't you start? We're going to get into what happened on the ice and everything that happened afterwards and and a little bit about hockey culture. But maybe just for starters, tell me about the teammate that you were standing up for. You don't have to identify him, but but what's he like? Uh, He's basically a a brother to me. He's he's lived with me for a while and he's lived on PEI. So we've kind of grown close and definitely become brothers. So tell me in as much detail as you can what happened that night. Yeah, so it was December 17th, and it was a game in Kensington on Prince Edward Island. Um, I was sitting on the bench, and then I heard kind of down the other side of the bench, my teammate come off the ice and tell my coach what someone just said to him, and definitely caught my ear and a few others on the bench too, and definitely made me mad and angry just hearing like what was said. From there... Our coach called the ref over on the next whistle. He then took it, took that information over to the other bench and told them about what was 
was supposedly said, I guess, in his case, and told their bench, and then the play went on, and then is when I went on the ice and kind of confronted the guy, saying, you know, this, this isn't going to fly with us or anyone. It, like, racism has no part in the game. And then the play went on after that, and then I I went over to the guy and I, I slashed him and broke my stick over his leg to kind of send the message, I guess. Yeah. And when we're talking about what was said, you don't have to use the exact terms if you don't want to. Um, but what was the nature of the attack? Uh, it was basically suggesting that he should go back to where he came from. When you got back on the ice and you went over and you confronted him and then and then you slashed him, what was going through your head or were you just kind of acting off instinct? Um, it, it was definitely, I think, more instinct. I've done this for many years kind of standing up for my teammates it's kind of been my job I definitely knew I had to do something because this isn't something just to be swept under the rug it's it's kind of it has to be confronted and so you and the player uh who used the slur what kind of penalties did you guys get so I got a a slashing penalty and I was kicked out of the game and then I got a two-game suspension for it and I kind of knew it was gonna turn into that and that was fine i i gladly took the suspension just because i know i was standing up for my teammate in a certain way that i chose um but then i got word that the opposing player who also who used the slur also got a two-game suspension and i just felt like that really wasn't fair so then that's when i kind of went towards the social media route to handle things you don't have to read the whole post to me, but tell me about writing it. Uh, tell me what you wanted to get across and um, how you felt when you were posting it. Um, so before I, I posted it, everything was gone through my teammate. If it was, if it was okay with him and my la- and does he accept if I do this? And he, he truly did. He, he allowed me and thought it was going to be a good thing to kind of shed light on this topic but I must say like right after the game that happened I, I didn't think of just instantly going to social media about it because obviously I didn't know the suspensions yet but once I got word that hockey PEI only suspended that player for two games I I felt like I I should be voicing this situation and I guess my goal of the post was to kind of call out Hockey PEI for being unfair and not practicing what they preach, which was a zero tolerance for this type of behavior. In a second, we'll get to what they did next and, and how this whole thing exploded. But I just want to ask you about the last line of your post, and, and I'll read it here. It says, finally, Hockey PEI, when are you going to wake up and realize that this pitiful suspension is making our whole community look racist? And I want to ask you about this because, you know, you're you're a white hockey player. Uh, it's a very white sport. Are you aware of, you know, the kind of stereotypes that get thrown around uh, about hockey locker rooms and, you know, white jock culture and and is that going through your mind as you're you're trying to sort of combat that? Yeah, I guess it was definitely in my mind. Um, how I said, like this pitiful suspension is making our whole community look racist. It's because only a month or two prior to this whole situation, there was another instance on PEI where 
a kid from Halifax was subjected to some racist comments and it was publicly aware that hockey PEI didn't handle it right. So having another thing like this happen, that they don't do the same thing, it's making it look like hockey pe- or hockey players on PEI are racist as well. But in in reality, it's, it's only a very f- few amount of people who, I guess, say this type of thing. But I think the large majority of players on PEI are definitely not racist. They, they're just out there to play the game. Whoever's on the ice with them or against them, it, it doesn't matter. But it just seemed like if Hockey PEI was going to suspend me equally to someone who said something racist, it just showed that they didn't take this type of thing seriously, in my opinion, I guess. So you called them out. And what did they do next? After the post, I got a letter to me through my manager of my team that basically said that I was suspended indefinitely from all hockey PEI sanctioned activities. Wow. And also that the other team we were playing against was seeking legal counsel for this whole situation against me, I guess. What did you think when that happened? Um, what was going through your head? Did you expect, I, you know, I know that this was uh, about a social media policy, at least according to the league at first. Did you expect something like this to happen? I definitely didn't expect it. Now, um, they say they have a social media policy, but that we sign a a contract for, but I've never seen it, to be honest. Hmm. Um, It's probably very fine print and kind of the registration things we we sign at the start of the year, but I was never aware of it. So I didn't know kind of what was going to come out of it. But even if I did know, about it, I, I still feel like I definitely would have gone the social media route to kind of handle this whole situation. You know, you're talking to me now from PEI. I'm in Toronto. Uh, I'm not the first member of the media from somewhere else in the country that has reached out to you about this story. How did it blow up and, and what happened when it did? Um, I guess a lot of people just started liking and sharing us, not only on Facebook where I first posted it, but then Instagram too, where I posted it a few minutes later, and from there, I just got a bunch of messages on Facebook and from people just saying that they support me and what I'm doing, and this needs to be handled properly, and kind of hockey PEI needs to do the right thing and reverse the definite suspension and then the the suspension on the other player as well. And so did they? Yeah, so then I guess they called me personally, which was the first time I heard from them personally about this whole thing. And they just apologized for the way they handled things. And they were kind of commending me on calling it out so that they could fix it. And they told me my suspension, indefinite suspension was reversed and it was no longer a factor, but I'd still have to serve my two game uh, suspension for slashing, which I knew wasn't going to gone and they also leveled up the suspension of the opposing player to five games instead of two do you think they started taking this more seriously um how did you feel about that response i think they after kind of the awareness that i brought to it they they started or i hope they're gonna take it more seriously i think i've i brought it to a, a certain level of 
of broadcasting across Canada that, you know, they kind of got all eyes on them from now on. And if they ever did this again, I think there would be definitely some changes within their organization. I want to talk to you about hockey culture for a minute because I think um, you know what what you did is is a great example of some of the things that that people are saying have to happen in terms of zero tolerance in the game. And you mentioned you've been you've been playing for years, standing up for your teammates for years. As you've gone through your your hockey career, have you seen uh, changes, especially over the last you know five or five years or so, in terms of what's acceptable to say in the dressing room, what's acceptable to say on the ice? Like I'm trying to get a sense of put put a pulse on on the culture and see if you know all this conversation that we're having online and elsewhere actually kind of makes a difference in the dressing rooms and on the ice. Yeah, I guess in my own experience, I've I've never experienced racism in the dressing room within my own team it's never it's never been an issue there but I've definitely heard different comments over the years but I guess at the time I was younger and honestly didn't didn't know too much about what those things meant or the way it uh, makes other people feel so I guess as I got older I kind of realized that you know this this hurts people and especially since it happened to my teammate, who's basically my brother, it kind of really hit home this time. How does the culture of a hockey locker room come together uh, to be, you know, I know it can be uh, a nasty place based on some of the stories we've heard from from all sorts of uh, professional leagues, but also that if the right people are in there working for it, it can be a supportive place. And, you know, you mentioned yourself, you're, you're somebody who likes to engage with your teammates. What makes the difference in a locker room? I, I think definitely the right leaders in the dressing room, um, having the right leaders kind of speak out and bring the team together and kind of allow everyone to have their say in certain things. And, and I guess someone who can pull the team together, whether it be the coaches, the managers, or, or players, if they can really – get the attention of all our players and, and, you know, send the message of whatever we need to do on the ice in a good way. I think, I think that's how teams are brought closer together. I've always been taught by certain coaches that, you know, if if something happens to one of your teammates, it better be the whole team going in there, sticking up for them instead of nobody doing anything. I was actually told by one of my former coaches who played in the NHL for a little bit, he said once that if something happens to one of our players, if if all our players on the ice showed up to that one person right after what happened, they'd probably never do it again because they're intimidated by our whole team. They're saying, oh, geez, if I do this, then their whole team's going to come after me. I'd, I'd rather not do that. So I guess that's always been in in my mind too, if, if our whole team can stick up for ourselves and our teammates, then it, it makes her a better team for sure. 
you mentioned of the the initial slash itself that you know you're kind of acting on instinct and sticking up for your teammates um, and against racism. How does it feel now after you know it's a month later? Um, you've been in the papers. This has obviously gotten a lot of coverage. How does it feel to have so many people holding you up as an example of kind of how to be a good guy in the game? Uh, definitely, it definitely means a lot, and I, I appreciated all the messages that people sent me with support, and then just other people reaching out to kind of talk to me about it 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 was definitely good to know that i had a lot of people behind me and i i wasn't fighting this fight alone at the same time as uh this incident was making headlines um the tape out hate campaign launched have you seen it and and if you have what do you think of it i have seen it and i think it's a great thing and um akeem aliu who's one of their head people actually reached out to me and we've had a a phone call. He told me that he really appreciates what I've done. And he was also sending along a message from Nazem Kadri and Matt Dumba, who are also in the NHL right now. They, he said that I have their support as well. And, and kind of, we've, we've talked about the whole situation and um, definitely going to try and still keep in touch with him and kind of do whatever I can do to promote that too. The last thing I want to ask you, and, and don't worry, I'm not asking you to solve uh, all of hockey's problems or or anything like that, but uh, just what do you think um, the game could use more of now to kind of get over this hump that we're talking about in terms of you standing up for your teammate, that the guys in the tape out hate campaign are talking about, you know, I think it's awesome that you stood up for your teammate like that. And I think everybody agrees with that, but like, it shouldn't be up to you to have to enforce this stuff yourself on the ice, you know? Yeah, exactly. I just, I guess what I think is more players should be standing up for this if, if this continues to happen. But also I think the, the major organizations like hockey PEI and, and any other ones similar to them, they need to, have some sort of education towards this type of stuff. I think if it's, if it's in our minds as players, if there's an event on the ice that happens and we're worked up and, and there's going to be a comment said to someone else, you know, that's going to be in the back of our head saying, I know this is not the right thing to say. I'm not going to say it. Or I know how this makes people feel now that I've been educated on it and I'm not going to say it. And if that's in play, I think, I think the whole racism thing is going to be able to leave hockey altogether. Keegan, thanks so much for taking the time for us. Uh, good luck the rest of the season, and, and thanks for being a great teammate. No problem. Thank you. Keegan Mitchell of the Sherwood Metros, currently suspended, back on the ice soon. That was The Big Story. For more from us, head to thebigstorypodcast.ca. Find us on Twitter at thebigstoryfpn. Talk to us anytime via email, the big story podcast, all one word, at rci.rogers.com. This podcast is available in any of your favorite podcast players. In fact, if you have a couple of favorite podcast players, I would strongly encourage you to subscribe on both of them. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow.